0: Welcome back to Reading Radio. Today we are doing a book versus movie podcast for the Wrinkle in Time movie. This is not our normal podcast. We just, just thought it would be fun to do since the movie just came out last Friday, and we are recording this on Thursday.
1: So if you're one of our new listeners, welcome. Glad to have you. Like she said, this isn't our normal show. This is something a little different. If you're one of our faithful listeners, thank you so much. We appreciate having you around. Uh, I'm Jason.
0: And I'm Alora.
1: And we're going to talk about the movie. So we saw it two days ago, as of this recording. And what were your first thoughts?
0: I didn't expect it to be very good based on the book, based on the trailer. It wasn't at all accurate. It took the story of the book, so the general themes and ideas, and then made it its own.
1: That's interesting. Maybe just a matter of vocabulary here. I think it took the story, but changed the themes. Wrinkle in Time is written at least, some people argue about this, but from a Christian perspective... Um, mm-hmm. and they seem to have just kind of stripped all of the religious aspects out of it, which it's I Disney. That. That's what I expect from them on some level, but the company, my understanding is the company that did the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is also owned by Disney and they did a great job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know what I was expecting.
0: So they added characters and they took characters away. So Sandy and Dennis weren't in it, the two twins.
1: Which is fair because they don't really add anything to the yeah. story.
0: But they also added like... A more main character in it. Who did they add? The bully, Veronica.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so there's this whole theme. Uh, I guess it should be understood, since we're talking about the book versus the movie, if you care about being spoiled on either one of them, stop listening now. <laughs> yeah, probably. We, we expect our listeners to be smarter than that, so we shouldn't have to explain <laughs> it, but we will just in case. So yeah, they added this whole bullying uh, story arc, sidetrack yeah. thing, which... It's really a popular thing in news today. People are very concerned about bullying. It's an important issue. Um, We homeschool, so you don't deal with it nearly as much, although your sister can be a bully sometimes, I'm (laughs) sure. Your little sister. Uh, And so it might have been important to add that, but I don't know that it added anything to the story. Yeah. Along that same line, they also added um, Calvin's father being abusive.
0: Yeah, that wasn't in it, but his mother wasn't the best. It said that.
1: She was negligent. Because yeah. there's, there's like 12 kids or something, so it was just... There was a lot. Yeah, no one, she's, no one paid attention to him, but no one was abusive towards him. Yeah. So they kind of added that, too, to give it more of a, a Mo- twist on modern. that side. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm okay with updating certain things. Like you said, you picked, always pictured it being an older... Mm-hmm. shit, Which it was. It was written a long time ago. So to bring that into a modern telling makes perfect sense. I love the actress who played Meg. I think she mm, did a yeah. phenomenal job.
0: The one who did Charles Wallace too was really well. Yeah, and it, did really well.
1: So if you do and you should listen to our episode on Wrinkling Time* the book, we talked about how the person who plays Charles Wallace is going to have to be a phenomenal child actor mm-hmm. because to play that part of this innocent but really intelligent kid and then to, especially to play the uh, possessed child, Once it has him and be really mean and vicious. And I thought he did a great job. Yeah. Um, the director on this. Worked really well with those kids and and got out exactly what they are looking for. Now, Calvin, I don't know why. Something about him bothered me. But I I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. It's almost like he seemed too sappy or too... Like, he was just along for the ride. He had no agency of his own. He was just kind Mm -hmm. of there.
0: Something kind of along this line. Zoe mentioned this. So there wasn't enough blockage once they got their father. So they went in... And they pretty much got him and got out. There wasn't things blocking them along the way.
1: So was that part of the story in the book though? I can't remember.
0: There was a little bit more.
1: Didn't she leave, go to Aunt Beast, and then come back for her father?
0: That was the worst part. Aunt Beast was my favorite and they didn't have her in there.
1: They did. I told you there's a split second where the happy medium is showing her things throughout the universe and he shows these weird things that look like lollipops almost <laughs> and he's, oh look it's aunt beast and that was it it was just like a hat tip to people who've read the story i know
0: but i really liked the part with aunt beast i agree
1: i think that that was good and i don't know how you bring out some of the thought processes there were some really interesting thought experiments and conversations about there was one about predestination there's about what is love there's the good versus evil theme which they kind of had um, I think it was watered down a little bit. Um, Madeline Langle, I believe, still had a, an idea of the it being sin that is spread out and, and is attacking yeah. the world. Um, while I'm on that story, they, they explicitly removed Jesus from the list of light fighters from Earth. Um, Mrs. Who quotes a lot of scripture in the book. They completely removed that. Um, although she was able to quote Gandhi and a few a few other philosophers from other religious backgrounds, left Jesus and and those quotations out completely.
0: So, I didn't realize that in the book, or at least I didn't remember it.
1: So the, uh, for me, that ruined a lot of the themes that made um, Wrinkle in Time, so uh, she universally unique. loved classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said I've won those podcasts before. I read it four or five times now.
0: Yeah, that's what you said something around there. So, uh,
1: but I'd say. Well, it was great because of the imagery, right? Their yeah. special effects.
0: Those were really good.
1: Although I was a little disappointed that Mrs. Whatsit turned into some weird plant thing instead of the unicorn.
0: Yeah, I was kind the of the horse in, animal. Yeah,
1: the Pegasus or whatever it was. But you can have some license with that.
0: It looked like a giant leaf.
1: It did. <laughs> um, in fact, there's a movie where there's creatures that look very much like that, and I'm, I'm thinking of this right off the top of my head now, so I probably won't remember it. But they were almost like little fairies in the jungle that were fighting. Mm. Oh well, I'll look it up later. They
0: also—this wasn't as a big part—but they had to put the leaves over their, the flowers over their mouth to go up and were, was closer to the it. And they didn't mention that part that Mrs. What's it was a star that gave up her life fighting.
1: Yeah, there's little little nuances like that. They just. They're not you gonna know what They're not gonna help to promote the story and you only have an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. So you wanna get the important points. So overall were you were you happy with it? Were you upset with it?
0: It was in the middle. Okay. I think it was like in the middle off of books based off of movies that I've seen. Vice versa, movies based off of books. Okay. I said that wrong. So that one it was in the middle. It wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. I've seen worse. But I've also seen better. You
1: really hate the Percy Jackson movie, don't you?
0: That was really bad. <laughs> but I was actually thinking of Miss Peregrine School for Peculiar Children.
1: Really? That's your least favorite movie based off a book?
0: That and Percy Jackson. Okay. It was pretty. What about you?
1: For my least favorite? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything Stephen King's ever written. <laughs> uh, he's a. I love his books. You can read them when you're 30. But <laughs> no movie has ever done it justice because he does a lot of that background and nuance, like he has background stories for all of his characters and you get to go on tangents and read about that and then they just take all that stuff out.
0: Yeah, I see how they would do that.
1: Because um, they just have to They have to. I, I jokingly say they have to take a tree and run it through the Hollywood pencil sharpener uh-huh. and take all the branches off that make it interesting and just have the core of what it is. And this one really felt like they were trading off the name. Disney could have made this movie without it being called a Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. And they only made it because it was trading off the name Wrinkle in Time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't begrudge Madeline Langle. I don't know when she sold the rights to the movie, although I remember reading that she because of the themes in it, she couldn't sign the normal Hollywood contract because they give the producer or the director rights to modify the story and whatnot, and she refused to do that. I don't know what happened that it got to this point or if she actually approved this piece. Maybe she did. I haven't done that research.
0: Ah, yeah, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't terrible. Thought not based off of the book, it was pretty good though. Yeah, it was just a movie. It was
1: average. I'd have been like, oh, this is kind of cool, but yeah, because I went into it like wanting to see a Wrinkle in Time. I tell you what, I did like what the scene with all the kids bouncing the ball. So that's an iconic scene for Wrinkle in Time.
0: How did they do that, though? That's my question. Did it, they if they either did it CGI?
1: I think they bounced it one time together, and they kept making the tape go forward and backward. Because if you watched it, it's it just looked odd. Almost, like If you were to take a video of, of somebody doing something, um, you may not know this, in some special effects, t- to get things to fly off properly, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, to fly onto things properly, they'll actually pull it off and just play the tape in reverse. Oh. So it goes back onto, a hat goes back onto your head or something. So I think they bounced it, and then just played it back and forth, so they were all, they only had to get the bounce right one time.
0: That would still be really hard to do.
1: I think it would.
0: And they skipped out that one boy that was bouncing it his own way. Then was being tortured when they found their dad.
1: Yeah, they took out that whole reprogramming issue. Yeah, there was, there it was made an- it
0: seem like it was like completely normal for them to be doing it in their, uh, like they were computers being programmed to do that.
1: Yeah, so I didn't even think about this, but the, the whole thing about Kamazots, I always felt as a kid that makes it evil was the fact that they're forcing everybody to conform. Yeah, you are all going to be this same identity, and being such the rebellious individualist that I am, I hated that whole concept. I, never wa- I, ne- I will hate things that everyone else loves just because, kind of <laughs> attitude. And so the idea that they would force me to be this little mold of somebody else gave me nightmares. Which is why that scene has stuck with me for the 30 years since I originally read the story.
0: But the, they completely cut that out. Yeah,
1: they cut out all of that, re- you know, you, you don't want to be reprogrammed, do you, every time they interacted with an adult? So they really didn't, other than the fact that it captured her father, what was so evil about Kamazots? What was so bad about it? Yeah. It was a little creepy.
0: It could have been completely normal on that planet for them to all be doing the same things.
1: Hmm. I
0: guess the woman kind of stepped out of line talking to them.
1: Right, but in the book, the mom was scared of them because she didn't want them to report her child.
0: Mm -hmm. Not like they would have known, but she didn't know that they wouldn't have known.
1: Right. That's interesting because that whole idea was pulled out. I have to think on that a little bit more. All right, so this is a bonus episode. I don't know where we're gonna go with it. We I think we, that's about we can be it. done. We can be done. Uh, if you like, if you really love the book, I don't know if you want to see the movie. Final recommendation. If you just need something to go out and do, it's well done. Um, the the women who play the misses are all uh, all very accomplished actresses. I Reese Witherspoon, Oprah, and I cannot remember the other girl's name. But now that own... I
0: think about it, one other thing that I liked was the costumes and how they did the costume change on the individual planets and in the makeup.
1: Yeah, but they still all had their own personality. Yeah.
0: Mrs. Witch had a lot of, like, bling all over her face. <laughs> yeah. There was, like, gems on her eyebrows.
1: Yeah, that was that's Oprah Winfrey. She's actually one of the most powerful women in Hollywood. So she, I think she helped to really push this movie. Anything else to say? No. All right. Well... If you are checking us out for the first time, maybe if you're not, we'd appreciate you sharing and subscribing to us. You can check us out at reading-radio.com. There you can find links to our private Facebook group where we have some of these conversations, mostly the adults because not a lot of kids uh, your age are on Facebook. No. But the adults can have some conversation about these books and what's good and what's bad about them and how we can use them to facilitate conversations and just build relationships together. But please go out and whatever you use to listen to us, whether it's iTunes or something else, give us a five-star review, tell people that you like us, Um, tell your friends, and help us grow this movement of building relationships with families and literature. Sound good? Yep. All right. This is Jason. this is Laura. Thanks everybody.